0: All right, real quick, in just a few minutes that we have left, the title of my message tonight is The Journey of Joy, The Journey of Joy. I've got some good news and I've got some bad news. The good news is I do have my notes. The bad news is that my my phone, which had my Bible on it, ran out of battery. What's even worse is that the light is so, (laughs) I can't, and I refuse to wear glasses, so I'm going to just rely on... I'm going to rely on the, the, the guys getting the screens right. So come with me in your Bibles. Let's start off in Job chapter 1, verse 1. Job chapter 1, verse 1. If we can throw that up there. There was a man in the land of Uz. Uz. <laughs> what a great name. Whose name was Job. Yov in Hebrew. And that man was blameless and upright. One who feared God and shunned evil. What a good guy. That would be like a guy, if I read that, I am oh, I want to get to know that guy. I want to be his friend. So now go down to, to, verse, uh, go down to verse 6. Go down to verse 6. Uh, it says, Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. There was a day where the sons of God came and presented themselves before the Lord, and Satan decided to sneak in. We know that he snuck in because the Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? Where where, where have you come from? So Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro on the earth and from walking back and forth on it. And then the Lord said to him, ah, the earth. Have Have you considered my servant Job? There's none like him in all the earth. A blameless and upright man. One who fears God and shuns evil. Now have a look at what the devil says. So Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side? You've blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. Verse 12, And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. This is, this is a story that I, I don't know if I've ever really preached on Job before. But I, I know that we're doing a series at the moment called um, Joy in the City. There was great joy in the city. So today I want to just in the few moments we have speak to you uh, about the, the, the journey of joy the journey of joy that 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 god can god can bless us and that you can have joy in the midst of crazy in the midst of i don't understand why in the midst of trial in the midst of difficulty in the midst of unfair in the midst of a lawsuit in the midst of being evicted in the midst of being made redundant, in the midst of a terrible diagnosis, in the midst of, in the midst of, in the midst of, I, I, I felt, I felt that God had asked me to come here tonight to put something in you that just because your your current circumstances may look one way, it doesn't mean that heaven has changed. It doesn't mean that heaven has changed. So because of time come come all the way to the back so that's the first chapter so now go all the way the back because I don't know about you but I like to know how this story ends so go all the way to Job chapter 42 it's the last chapter of Job the good thing is is that um, the the devil you never see the devil again after the first few chapters because Job's devotion to God doesn't crumble because of his experience and so so Job became too hot to handle so Satan just kind of taps out and says, "I'm going to find somebody else. I can't." He truly is blameless and shuns evil. So go to Job chapter 42. We're going to read verse 10, verse, and then 12 to 17. So Job 42 verse 10 says, "And the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends." When did when did he when did he get everything restored? When he prayed for his friends. Now you need to understand his his three friends. Gave terrible counsel. They gave terrible advice. And God rebukes the three men, his three friends. And he says, I want you to go get seven bulls, sacrifice them, and go away because I've accepted Job and he's going to pray for you. And when he prays for you, my anger towards you will relent. So Job went and prayed for his friend. Now at this point, he was still in loss. He was still in suffering, but he went and prayed for some. I'm telling you, God will bring you into the house, and what He what He has intended for you, He will position you to, to see can you overcome your grief, your sorrow, your pain, and do it for somebody else? Can you minister into somebody else's business? When, when, you, when you face the, the, the biggest loss of your financial, can, can you pour into somebody else's marriage when yours is, can you pour into somebody else's life when right now everything, God, God will take you through moments because God is a God that wants to unlock things. And the Bible says that God is not whatever man soweth that he shall reap. So sometimes God will bring you into a place where everything around you would say to you, quit, give up. But instead, you say, you know what? I'm going to bless, even though I'm not feeling any blessing right now. I'm going to love, even though I'm not feeling any love right now. I'm going to show kindness, even though I can't remember the last time someone showed kindness to me. You know what? I'm going to sow an offering, even though the, 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 the tank's been a little bit dry. You will find. So anyway, so let's keep reading. Verse, verse 12 says this, so, twice as much as he has before is what it said. Job restored his losses twice as much as he has before. Now the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. He had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 of oxen, and 1,000 female donkeys. Verse 13, he also had seven sons and three daughters. And he called the name of the first Jemima, the name of the second Keziah, and the name of the third Karen Hapuch. In all the land were found no women. So beautiful as the daughters of Job and their father gave them an inheritance among their brothers. Isn't that awesome? You know, you know what the best thing about that is, Pastor Colin? Is that the Bible lists it. The Bible lists all the stuff. I don't like awakened church. They're materialistic at Awakened Church and they're always going on about good looking, good looking and everybody, it just so happens that everybody's good looking. I mean, look at Scotty Hussero's wife. Look at Jenny. How did Scott pull that one off? We can't believe that. We 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 get this flack all the time that at, at, oh you know at, at Waken Church, at, you know materialistic and they drive nice cars, they got homes and all the offerings of all miracles about people getting homes and people getting new cars and people getting raises and people getting new jobs and then that's not all and then they talk about oh such and such is good looking. The Bible says that God restored double to Job. It lists all of his possessions. And then it says, God gave him daughters and there wasn't a more beautiful daughter in all the. There were no women as beautiful as the daughter. If if this is important to God, isn't it? I'm just saying, I'm just saying. All right, Psalm 66 verse 12. Psalm 66 verse 12. Uh, This one, you know what? It's not going to make sense in the New King James. I just realized I read it this morning in my my, uh, uh, ESV. But in Psalm 66, 12, basically says this, that, that God led them through the fire and through the flood into a bountiful land, into a land of blessing, into the promised land. That sometimes to get to the promised land, to get to God's blessing, to get to God's bounty, you've got to endure the testing of the fire or the flood, what's the flood? The Bible says, when the enemy comes in like a... So sometimes it's the testing of the fire or it's an attack by the enemy. So let me give you three quick thoughts in the 10 minutes we have left. In Jesus' name. Come on, who believes with me for a miracle? All right. Number one, number one. the The first thought I want to give you is what I call the battle of on earth as it is in heaven. The battle, the great battle is the battle of on earth as it is in heaven. The word for heaven in the Hebrew, shamayim. Mayim is the word water, shamayim means sky waters. Sky waters. The sky is blue, the ocean is blue because it's meant to reflect. The earth was always meant to reflect heaven. Your life, your life, if you if you're doing it right, if you're filled with his spirit, walking in his word, you will find that your life begins to reflect heaven your neighbours, your relatives, your friends will come to a point where they cannot deny They cannot deny there's a demarcation from the moment you receive Christ. You were born again, not of corruptible, but of incorruptible, not of perishable, but of imperishable seed. And when you were born again, the Christ life began to flow. But then you got filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came from heaven, and His job is to bring heavenly reality into your life. And so all of a sudden, you begin to find that you begin to walk in a favor, you begin to walk in a blessing, you begin to walk in a way that you reflect. Job, how many people know that Job had no idea that there was a conversation in heaven? Job, Job was not privy to what was happening in the throne room. The Bible says that there came a day where the sons of God came and presented themselves before the Lord. Satan snuck in among them. And God's like, what are you doing here? Where have you come from? He says, I've come from the earth. Going, and God's like, earth, my favorite planet. He says, Earth, huh? Have you seen my servant Job? None like him. Fears God, shuns evil. And Satan, because Satan means accuser, said, pff, pff, does Job fear God for nothing? The only reason that he blesses you is because you've blessed his hands. You take away the hand, you take away the blessing from his hands and he'll take away the blessing from his mouth. And if you know anything, If you know anything from the story, the Bible says that when Satan wiped out everything that he had, his livestock, his businesses, his homes, even killed his kids, killed his kids. The Bible says as he buries the the, the last child, pats down the, the dirt, wipes the tear. The Bible says he tore his clothes and he put on sackcloth and ashes. And chapter one finishes with, and then Job... Worshipped the Lord. Aren't you kidding me? Because Job's worship wasn't attached to his stuff. Can I give you just because time? Just because time? Just because time's short. If, if, If you will keep your worship not attached to your stuff, God will have no problem getting stuff to you. If you will keep your worship Paul said, I've known how to abound and I know how to obey. And let me tell you, my stuff doesn't determine my praise. My stuff doesn't determine my worship. My stuff doesn't... Do, I've decided a long time ago, the Lord is God. He is my God. The Lord is my shepherd. I've decided a long time ago that He is my rock, my shield, my fortress. My, I've decided a long time ago that I will worship Him on the mountain. I'll worship Him in the valley. I'll worship Him in the summer and I'll worship Him in the winter. I'll worship Him when everything is going well and I'll still be worshiping when everything, if you can keep your worship from your stuff, God will keep stuff flowing your way. So you never have to worry. God has no problem with you having things, but God has a problem with things having you. God has no problem with you having stuff; He has a problem with stuff having you. And you'll always know when stuff has you because when the stuff is attacked, when the you 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 withhold. One of the great keys, one of the great keys is keep your worship free of all your stuff. Just make a decision Jesus is my Savior, the Lord is my God, I will worship Him. He has no idea that the, the, the rhetoric in heaven, the narrative in heaven, Pastor Matt, is there's nobody like Him. Have you con- there's nobody like Job? fears God shuns evil he's a righteous man heaven says that God he's favored heaven says he's loved heaven says that God's eye is delighted in him but yet his circumstances now take a turn for the worst where it seems like God has forsaken him. It seems like God has turned his back on him. It seems like God has abandoned him. It seems like God has stretched out his hand against him. Even Job's wife says, how long will you hold fast to your integrity? Look around you. Why don't you just curse God and die? Get it over with. And he says, you speak as the foolish women. He didn't call her a fool. He didn't say, darling, you're foolish. He says, sweetheart, you're speaking right now like the foolish women. That's not you. He said, should we accept only good from God and not trial, not testing? Even if he slay me, yet will I trust him. Even if he slay me, yet will I still serve him. I don't understand what's going on, but I know that he is good. And I know that his mercy endureth forever. The the great battle that we always have is, I want you to know your name is written in heaven. The Bible says that God rejoices over you with singing. But I need you to understand there is a satanic force in the world. There is a destroyer. There is a corrupter. There is an afflictor. There is an accuser and there is a liar. And he comes and he will try to mess up. He will try and give you hang up. He will, he will do everything he can so that your earthly life does not reflect your heavenly reality. And you and I there are thrust into the engagement of no, no, no. It doesn't matter what wind. It doesn't matter what storm. It doesn't matter what trial. It doesn't matter what attack. It doesn't matter what onslaught. Hell brings against me I recognize something that my job my job because remember Jesus when he taught the disciples to praise when you pray say our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven Your, your assignment my assignment is to find out what does the word say in heaven and then you go to war against reality until your reality reflects heaven can somebody say amen I'm not sure if last week they, they had the video of, um, of our Compassion, Cusco, Peru. Do they have that? Do they play that here? Well, what was so interesting was that, you know, we wanted to sponsor one village and we ended up with eight villages. and there was a story of that beautiful young lady and she was 14 when she got pregnant, 15 when she gave birth to little Tiago and now she's 17 and she loves being a mama, but she didn't know how to be a mama. But because of, because of Awaken Church partnering with, with Compassion, Compassion is able to send people there who are Christians, and they go, they go to, they go to Peru, Cusco, Peru, to these villages, and they were teaching Tiago's mama on how to be a mama, how to change diapers, and and how to be a mama, and then her her husband, who's you know, he's I think he was just seventeen when when she got pregnant, and helped him find work and helped them with becoming entrepreneurial in business and food and clothing. They, they they do all of that. And she's smiling and she's happy. And they interviewed one of the compassion workers. And she says, I treat her like she's my own daughter. And God said, see, that's my spirit. That's my spirit. But you know what? It's interesting. If you travel, if you go to Manila or if you go to Thailand, you'll find that there are also young girls In poverty, abject poverty. Young girls who are struggling, and there are also people that go from the West, from America and and Europe, but they don't go there to give. They don't go there to minister. They go there to violate. They go there to exploit. They go there to take. Watch this. For God so loved the world, He for God so loved the world, He Gave. gave. He gave. We go into Cusco. And there's giving. There's giving. But the satanic spirit is one of taking. You look around the world, they take these children. They take their innocence. They they, they take them from Mexico and they smuggle them. They traffic them across and they take their purity and they take their virtue and they take their, 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 their passports and their driver's license. They take their identity and they take and they take and they take. The Bible says when Eve came under Satan's direction, he says, has God really said you can't? God knows when you eat from that tree, the forbidden one, you'll be just like God, knowing good and evil, but God's holding out on you. And the Bible says when she looked at the tree again, she saw differently. She saw that it was no longer a tree of death to stay away from. The Bible says now she saw that it was good for food, pleasant to the eyes, able to make one wise. And the next word says, and then she... And then she... You can always tell which spirit you're under. Always tell which spirit you're under. Spirit of God, give. Spirit of Satan, took. It takes. Number two, life's not fair. One of my favorite scenes in The Lion King is where Scar has this little mouse that he's about to devour. and He's holding it by the tail and he's kind of lamenting. Life's not fair, is it? You see, I shall never be king and you shall never see the light of another day. Didn't anyone ever tell you not to play with your phone? Oh, what do you want? We didn't see you at the presentation of Simba today. Oh, that was today. Must have slipped. And so, so I just like, I just like, life's not fair. Life's not fair. Anybody here have children? Your children will remind you life's not fair. It's not fair. How come my friend Kenny, his bedtime is eight o'clock. My, my, it, they will remind you that life is not fair. Can I tell you, nowhere in the Bible does it say that the that, that, that life will be fair. So let me just say to you, life is not fair. That's not fair. Exactly. <laughs> so I want you to take a leaf out of Pastor Collins' book. I want you to take a leaf out of Pastor Melissa, Pastor Matt, Pastor I want you to take a leaf out of their book. If life's not fair, if life's not fair, then live with an unfair advantage. If life's not fair if nowhere in the Bible does it say that life is fair, then you know what? I'm going to put myself in the camp where I'm going to live with an unfair, how many people know that favor ain't fair? For the rest of you favor ain't fair. Favor and faith, you can come to a land, to a city, just out of obedience, and you can trade your house and get something three times the size. You can walk in place. You, you know what? When you are obedient, the Bible says the obedient will eat the good of the land. You know, the Bible says the faithful will abound in blessing. You don't have to live with, with whatever is meted out. You can live in the place where you live with an unfair advantage. Jesus said to the disciples, I want you to wait in Jerusalem. They're like, man, you died on the cross and then rose from the dead. Dude, we're ready to go tell the whole world. It's like, I know, I know, I know. And I know I told you to do that. But before you do that, wait in Jerusalem. What for? Power. Power. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Do you know as born again believers... You and I have an unfair, it is unfair. No wonder, no wonder Vince is closing deals. No wonder Mr. Staten is closing deal after deal because there's a favor, because there's a power. It's the power of the Holy Ghost. Do you know the Word of God? The Word of God never returns void. It always accomplishes that for which it's... Do you know that whenever you obey the Word of God, you release its power in your life? Do you know how many people live contrary to the Word of God? They violate the Word of God and they wonder why life isn't working for them. You come to a house every Sunday. You come to a house every Wednesday where there's the preaching of the Word of God. And when you hear that Word and respond, you come under a favour from heaven and you begin to live with an unfair advantage. Come on, if you're living in it with an unfair advantage, give God a praise. Just take 10 seconds and give Him a praise. Have a look at this. Psalm one hundred and three, verse seven. Psalm one hundred and three, verse seven. I know I'm, I'm a few minutes over. <laughs> Have a look at this. The Bible says he made known his. Come on, somebody, He made known his ways to Moses and his to the. Hmm. He made known his ways to Moses, but his acts to the children of Israel. The children of Israel, because of the stubbornness of their heart, because of the rebellionness in their soul, they only knew God by what He did. They only knew God by what He had done. They were whining and complaining. And then God opened up the Red Sea. Then they cross over and there's no water. Whining and complaining. River flows out of a rock. They were whining and complaining. In the desert, there's no food, so God has to bring quail. Could I still rain down. They only knew God by the stuff He did, but the Bible says that that's not the only dimension that you can know God. Do you know? Do you know? Pastoring for thirty years, it's amazing how many people, you know, can you pray for me for this and for that? And you know, and 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 they literally live in the place where my God, if you would just serve, if you would just surrender, if you would just give over if you would just allow God to heal if you would just obey if you would just make his word his house a priority everything would change but you need to keep having miracle after miracle rescue after rescue because you only know God by his acts but there are some people there are some people who know God by his ways you can know his ways 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 mean uh uh-huh I know that God responds to this. Now, how many people here have ever come under the lie that, you know, well, you know, God is mysterious. His will is unknowable. The Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says, you know, brethren, I beseech you by the mercies of God, offer your bodies, living, sacrifice, holy, pleasing to God, that you may prove what is that good, that perfect, that acceptable will of God. You're meant to not just know it. You're meant to prove it with your life. And it's good, and it's perfect, and it's acceptable. Moses knew God by his ways. Have we got any, any former Calvinists here? Any present-day Calvinists? Let me mess you up. In the book of Numbers, the children of Israel complain again. And this is about the, like the, the ninth complaining in a row. And God is like done. He is done. So he says to Moses and Aaron, Get away from the camp, get away from the people, because I'm about to smite them. (laughs) And God says to Moses, And I'm going to make of you a great nation, because you're obedient. Watch this the Bible says that Moses and Aaron fell on their face before the Lord. And Moses turns to Aaron and says, Aaron, quick, quick, run as high priest, run to the altar. Take a censor, put some coals and some fire, put some incense on it, and then run ahead of the plague and intercede for the people. The Bible. So, what was God's will? All the Israelites wiped out. That was God's will. That's what He said He was going to do. But Moses didn't just know God by His acts. He knew God by His ways. And He said, "Aaron, God anointed you to be high priest. He anointed you to make atonement for the people. Run to the altar." Take your censor. This is the time for such a time. Take your censor, fill it with coals, put some incense on it, put some worship on it, and run it. And the Bible says the people were going down. People, were, the plague was hit. Something like seventy thousand people, and literally it was the last one and he stood there with, with the censor. And the Bible says the censor was swinging, and and. and The hand of the Lord was stayed. And the Bible says that Aaron stood on that day between the living and the dead. Behind him was death, but in front of him was life because he made intercession before the Lord. I want you to know that you can know God, that you can live with an unfair advantage. You can know that God is not mocked. Whatever a man soweth, that he shall also reap. Let me say this. I did not like my life when I got saved. I got saved but I felt like, man, I got saved. Thank God I'm going to heaven. But if I was honest with you, my life was a mess. My life was a mess. I, had, I didn't have any real friends. I lost all my friends. My, my father was abusive. My brother, we would had our issues. I didn't like my life. And then the Holy Spirit gave me an insight. He said, your life today, Jürgen, is the harvest of every seed you sowed in your yesterday. The good news is Galatians 6, 7, God is not mocked. Whatever man soweth that he shall reap. If, if you came and said, hey, pastor, this year I'm believing for sweet navel oranges. I'm gonna get me some of them big old Valencia oranges. It, you, when you're peeling, you, you, you. Mm, mm, mm. And I'm like, man, that is awesome. So you you switched out your lemon seed and you're gonna put orange seed in there? Why? You just switched out your lemon seed. You're sowing orange seed this year. Oh no, no, Pastor. I went to Pathfinders. <laughs> I sat under Ronnie's teaching. I'm just gonna prophesy over the ground. At a waking church there that confess and possess, blab and grab, I'm just I'm just gonna believe God. <laughs> Honey, you can believe God all you like. You can prophesy over the dirt and the seed all you like. You can declare it all you like. If you sow sour, you're gonna reap sour. If you sow bitter, you're gonna reap bitter. If you sow broken, you're gonna reap broken. If you, Whatever man soweth, the great thing is every single week we have the privilege of sitting in a house that will not let the spirit of this world compromise the word that we preach. Because we love you too much to hide the truth. We love you too much to to acquiesce to a spirit that says, oh, avoid this. Oh, don't talk about that. Whatever you do, don't go here. People will perse... In fact, if I was honest with you, persecution is like fuel to me. Leanne, Leanne will see something. She goes, oh, don't show Jürgen that. And they're like, yeah, we want to protect him. She goes, no, no, that'll fuel him. He'll double down on that. But I'm telling you, every week you will hear the word. Take that word. Did you know every word is like a seed? If you sow orange seeds, you get oranges. Apple seed, apples. If you sow kingdom seed, if you sow heavenly seed, that's what the word of God is. The one sent from heaven. The last one, point number three. Point number three. I had so much in there, but we can't. All right, point number three is God's intended end. God's intended end. James 5 verse 11. God's intended end. The Bible says in James five eleven, verse 11, it talks about, the, about Job. And it talks about how we saw his perseverance in the midst of the most insane, satanic onslaught and attack. But Job never sinned. He never transgressed by by accusing God of evil. And the Bible says, and so we see God's intended end. What was God's intended end? Double for His trouble. What was God's intended end? Justice. What was God's intended end? Blessing. What was God's intended end? Restoration. God, What was God's intended end? Compensation. What was God's intended end? Blessing over and abundant. See, Job persevered. But what was his perseverance? What was his perseverance? I want to introduce a word called composite. Composite. Composite means what something's made out of. How many people know that if, if, I, if I took a cork and I, and I, I swam to the deep end of like a six foot pool and put that cork on the bottom what would happen to it? Shoot to the all right, that's six foot what if if I went to someone who's got a ten foot deep pool? 20 feet because the, the composite of the cork is it has so much air in it that it'll it doesn't matter you can hold it to the bottom of the ocean it'll make its way to the top because of its composite if you took uh a water bottle, just a plastic water bottle filled with air with a lid on. And you held it for an hour with your scuba gear. You cursed that thing and you <laughs> you said, You're the stupidest. Look at you, you lose a bottle. You're not where your friends now. You could do it. As soon as you let that thing go, what's gonna happen? Why why will it go up? Because of the air because of the air. Job, for years I didn't want to read Job because I'm like, oh, in case I read it. And then God's like, yeah, well done. Now that you've read it, I'm going to put you through that. So true story, I avoided reading it. And then when my mum died, I thought, oh, flip it, I might as well read the thing. <laughs> and then God says, why, why, why would you do that? And I said, well, you know, I heard Billy Graham say there's not enough Christian movies with bad endings. He must have just been having a pessimistic day. And I'm like, well, you know, it's true. Moses didn't get to see the promised land. And God's like, wow, you're a preacher. Aren't you meant to, you meant to read the Bible? I'm like, God, you want me to read it to you? It says, he died on the Mount Mount Nebo and you buried him. God says, yeah. Now go to Matthew 17. Who's on the mountain in the promised land. And he's not just there, but he's with Elijah hanging out with Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, talking about things to come. I said, yeah, but you know, Samson, you know, that gouges, you know, great." God says, yeah, but did you see the end? He calls out once and he destroys more Philistines and and then he's... God's intended end, but here's, here's, here's the perseverance. If that bottle of water took on water, it'll never float up. See, the spirit of the world is a spirit of accusation. Satan was trying to say, if you let me hurt him, if you let me afflict him, he will come under my spirit and he will also accuse you of wrongdoing. But Job never came under that spirit. He stayed under this spirit. He stayed under this spirit till his word, till that word came to pass in his life. You may be walking through hell. You may be walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Don't stop walking because God's intended end. Just stay faithful. Just stay full of the Holy Ghost. Just stay full of the Word of God. Stay full of God's promises. Stay full of God's praise. Come on, let God's praise be in your mouth. Come on, how many people know that we don't just praise Him on the mountain? Come on, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. I'm way over time, Pastor Matt. Matt said, he even said to me, Pastor, if you go over, that's it. I can't believe he said that. He's so gangster sometimes, isn't he? Oh, come on, I feel the presence of God. Turn your palms towards heaven. The journey of joy, the journey of joy. The the three quick thoughts is you, you and I are always in a battle and it's the battle of heaven and earth reflecting. The battle that earth looks like heaven. And I want you to know that Jesus gave you power he gave you keys he gave you authority whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven whatever you release on earth your job is to make earth look like heaven and I want you to not to apologize to some people here and you've been so beaten up by religion the spirit of religion the spirit of legalism that you feel bad if you have nice things. You feel bad if you do well. It, it, it's almost like, you know, if, if you got a nice watch or a nice car and someone says, hey, nice watch. nice. Oh, it was a gift. It was secondhand. It's just a car. Never apologize for God's blessing. Rejoice with God's blessing. The best answer you can say is, yeah. And if He does, if he do it for me, He'll do it for you. He's no respecter of persons. God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. But can I just tell you, just lift your hands. I feel the Lord saying, there's some people here, you're about to step into a favor ain't fair. Favor ain't fair. When I was in Bible college, there were other students and Pastor Matt, there were you know, four generations, three generations, some of them two generations, pastor's kids, and they got up and they knew there were 66 books in the Bible. I'm like, man, I thought there was just one book, the Bible. And then I like, no, it's 39, 27. I'm like, wow, who would have known? You know, it was, it was all new to me. And then I remember listening to them preach. I'm thinking, man, how can I compete with them? And I got so depressed. I'm back home at, in my, my dorm room and the Holy Spirit says, what's the matter with you? I'm like, oh God, how do I compete? These are four generations. Their, their great granddaddy was a pastor. Their granddaddy, their, their daddy. I said, my dad was an atheist. I got saved on a beach. How am I going to? And he's like, you can't go back and change your history. He says, but Jürgen, you can have an advantage over all of them. I said, I can? He said, yep. You can out obey them. I'm like, what? He says, you can out obey them. So I made a decision. Whatever God told me to do, I just started doing it. I went from obscurity, nobody, kid. Moved to Australia when he was three. Lived in a hostel. Moved to a a broke little town called Dapdo where all the migrants went. In fact, there's a saying, can anything good come out of Dapdo? It's like, can anything good come out of Nazareth? People even laugh when I tell them I'm from Dapdo. People laugh. I'm where I am today, not because, but I realised that I could out-obey, I could live with an unfair, whatever God is telling you to do, do it. The greatest greatest advice, the beautiful mother Mary, Mary, the mother of Jesus ever gave, was just before Jesus' first miracle. She's sitting there, they've run out of wine, and she calls the people over, the servants over, and she says, stop. She says, whatever He tells you to do, do it whatever jesus tells you to whatever if he if he's telling you right now forgive forgive if he's telling you right now let go let go if he's telling you right now write a check write a check if he's telling you right now step out start a bit step out start a business if he's telling you right now apologize if he's telling you right now stop doing that repent of that whatever he's telling you to do he'll always lead you upward the call of god is an upward call brighter and brighter unto the perfect day There are days, Pastor Colin, we pinch ourselves that we get to live this life. And it's so simple. The path of obedience, the blessing of obedience. Father, I thank you for an unfair advantage. I thank you the Word of God is an unfair advantage. We heard Pastor Matt say that the Word of God is as powerful in our mouth as it is in God's mouth because it's the Word of God. Isaiah 55 says God sends forth His Word and it never returns to Him void. It always accomplishes that for which it was sent forth. The Word of God in your mouth has power. It transforms. It changes the circumstances around you. And then on top of that, the Holy Spirit came to give you power. He come to give you power. You shall receive power power when the holy spirit other people are powerless where other people are victimized where other people fold like deck chairs there's power on the inside of you there's the power of god father i thank you for power on these beautiful people and i want you to know if you're walking through something right now god's intended end God's intended end is restoration, restitution, is blessing, is favor, is joy, is smile, is victory. That's God's intended end. The biggest key is don't let the spirit of the world, don't become like it. You become like the spirit of heaven. Because Job never bought into the the accusations and the spirit around him. He was like the cork in water. It was inevitable. He was like the the bottle of air it was inevitable I'm gonna have the ministry team come forward and if you need someone to pray for you tonight don't leave here tonight without getting prayer if your life's not right with God don't leave the same way you came in say man I need to repent of some sin I need to get my life right with Jesus but would welcome Pastor Matt as he comes thank you Matt wow what an amazing word I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did hey listen